Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. We are VR. I'm David. And yes, today it is, we are dealing with a virtual disaster. Uh, this is the 31st episode of Rescue Bots, uh, aired uh, March 29th, 2014, and uh, written by frequent uh, series writer and show uh, co-creator uh, Nicole Dubik, yes. who is also in this episode. Oh! As the cat? Yes. <gasps> well, oh. as, I, as I will remind you, she was a uh, she was a child actor. Oh right, uh, oh. she was on that show, Major Dad. Oh my god, I remember that show. Are we gonna have to watch an episode of that? No, uh, let's not. She, she also guest starred on. Uh, she also guest starred on Alf. Ooh. Oh, did she fall in the trench? <laughs> we should watch an episode of that. Yeah, she's. And, uh, oh. and also, speaking of uh, Rescue Bot's uh, voice actors... Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, R.I.P. to uh, Billy Hayes, uh, Mrs. Niederlander. Oh, yeah. Uh, died, at, uh, died at age 96. Mm, that's a good run. Yeah, not bad. Uh, she not was also bad. on H.R. Puffin Stuff. Yes. Ooh, that... Nightmares. <laughs> Puppet nightmares. <laughs> I mean, it's not as bad as Lidsville, but... <laughs> I try not to think about H and R Puff and stuff either. That was the one where it's it, it's like a city full of hat people. Yeah, I I only saw that a few times, but it was disturbing. But H R Puff and stuff is just this weird seventies aesthetic that feels like nightmares of childhood because it was from my childhood. <laughs> well, all that reruns. Sid and Marty Croft stuff was so so weird. Odd. Yeah, it, it's like the Muppets on acid because that's basically what it was. Well, well there, yeah. there's, a, there's a pretty great uh, Mister Show bit about that. Uh, the United States of Drugs, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even like in the '90s when teenage culture was becoming faintly aware of that stuff because of the nostalgia of older people, it was like mm-hmm. these people were clearly all on drugs. <laughs> yeah. Part of the appeal was that these people were clearly all on just like huge, just piles yeah, of but, drugs. But somehow it came across really clear on that. But like a lot of Muppeteers back in the old days probably were on drugs too. But the Muppets are more wholesome and fluffy. I guess it's the fluffiness <laughs> it was, that, that carries over the, the their it was different drugs. It's like they were smoking pot and. Sid and Marty Croft were obviously just dropping yeah, yeah, just probably. huge quantities of acid. <laughs> or mushrooms or something. Yeah, maybe just the difference in drugs. Yeah. Which just proves that marijuana's fine. Yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with some pot. Yeah. You get cute Muppets. Anyway, this episode... <laughs> so uh, so we, we open with a snow day in Griffin Rock. Uh... Oh! A... Something that children will not be able to experience anymore, at least in New York City and probably other places. Because um, let's let's see if this actually get... happens first. We'll, I... yeah. no, 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 no. New York City has said that there are no more snow days. I mean, they've said it. Yeah, right. Next year there won't be. That, well, if they get a shitload, maybe they'll have. Let the kids have a snow day, but most days, no, a snow day is not going to be a day out of school Ugh. unless the power goes out. 
And the teacher can't virtually conference to the students. This mm. past... Snow days are a thing of the past. This past winter, there were definitely some districts in my area. We had a couple days. We didn't have a lot of snow because it's northern Virginia. But we had a couple days where there was enough snow there would have been a snow day. And I know most, if not all, of the local school districts were like, let them have this. <laughs> let yeah, the kids I, I have the day enough- off. It's okay. A bunch of places like it still might happen, but New York City and some places, it, it, snow days, they're just gone. Children will not be able to experience that joy anymore. I mean, this particular... there's a lot of joy you can have at a New York City snow day, really. This particular year was exceptionally traumatic for everyone, so I can definitely understand that being something that they might do this past year that they might not carry forward with, but I guess maybe, I mean, I had times when I was in high school where we would have more more than the allotted number of snow days, and so you'd actually have to add that many days onto the end of the year, so in that case, it would probably be better. That I can understand if you get a shitload of snow days, you're gonna do that. A few days here and there, it'll be fine. So, uh, I could see, like, once you once you run out of your allotted number of snow days, then you just switch to to remote learning for any additional ones. Probably better than extending (laughs) the school year. Well, I imagine It'll probably be switched more like half days. We used to have those. Mm-hmm. We'd have to go home early because it was snowing. It was like, no, just just don't even bother coming in. We'll do it remote today. That makes sense. Yeah, well, despite all the high technology in Griffin Rock, we're still having snow days because that's a town that hasn't forgotten how to have fun. Yes. Yeah, but it, to be honest, in this high-tech town, it is actually kind of shocking that they weren't ahead of the curve on that. Well... Well, clear. I mean... In fact, they're, they're a town that has so not forgotten to have fun that they have to go out and rescue a rocket skier. <laughs> yes, I, I would say that it is probably just that they have not forgotten how to have fun. I'm sure they, I'm yes. absolutely sure that everyone in town has like T1 lines and they would have absolutely no trouble doing remote classes, but they choose to let everybody have a snow day. I yeah, think but, oh, I was. I'm surprised that it was Boulder and not that narc Chase who was <laughs> saying that they should. He should spend that. Uh, Cody should spend the day catching up on homework. Yes, I think but it's I really guess, just because Boulder enjoys homework so much. Yeah, I think it is just that Boulder doesn't understand that homework would be something one might not want to do, whereas Chase would feel that it is neutral whether one wants to or not. It is a thing that needs to be done. Uh, well, anyway... Uh, anyway, rocket skier... Yeah, do not, not ignore this guy, idea. because only a fool ignores Rorza, the rocket ski racer from <laughs> Rigel III. Oh, no! Ooh, deep cuts. Deep, deep cuts. <laughs> well, Blades has many excellent points, because it's point... because it's... You know, Cody explains that because it's also the chief comes in and and explains that because it's they they're having uh school is canceled because it's dangerous to travel. Uh yes. Blades is like, "Well, it's dangerous to travel." <laughs> Listen, sorry just... rocket skier. Uh I'm a coward, so you're going to have to die. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I mean, and in general, snow and helicopters do not particularly mix well. Yeah, I mean, to be fair... I, I, I've seen the movie Cliffhanger. Should, 
Yeah, Blades should not be going out in this weather. I mean, I guess because he's a, a fancy Cybertronian helicopter, it's possible he's got heated rotors or something, but yeah. Yes. He, yeah but he's frozen over before. Yes. Like, yeah. Admittedly, the last time he froze over, it was because of her freezing science project that had gone mad on yes. an iceberg. <laughs> but. Yes. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, this guy's. Uh, it turns out rocket skis are a bad idea because they melt snow because they yeah, have rockets they don't on turn them. Off. So yeah. this guy almost, you know, almost melts him his way into his own, you know, plunging doom, and then this triggers an avalanche, and Blades totally freaks out, and Heat Wave just barely saves this guy. This guy was so excited to have a day. Of snow, so that he could test out his extremely poorly thought out new invention. He, this, this is truly a man of Griffin Rock. Oh yes. So yes, we get the avalanche as our cut from mortal peril to the opening credits. I think mm. they should just have an episode where there's no mortal peril and they just never run the opening credits. That might be the musical episode. Ooh. Oh. That's going to be peril for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and peril for, not only peril for you because you hate musicals, but also peril for you because, uh, you know, you're looking at Rob London Show Tunes Factory over here. Yes. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so they save this guy and back at the base, he waves all, you know, blades, you, you, you totally blew it. You're, you're an enormous coward and maybe you shouldn't go on missions anymore. Hmm. And, you know, the chief is very, he's being the good dad here. He's all, you know, everybody, you know, everybody feels fear. And the key to being brave is feeling that fear, but overcoming it. Yes. Heat waves just like, (laughs) I'm tough. I want to be Wolverine. Grr. In fact, I'm frequently Wolverine. (laughs) Yes. It's true. Steve Bloom. Yes. So yeah, everybody's stuck inside. They're all, you know, Cody. I'm, what is this trouble? I can't tell what kind of uh, or not trouble. Sorry, I can't tell what board game he's playing here. It oh, made the board game. I didn't even pay attention. So I mean, I, hey, we're Hasbro. It's not like we have to make one up. Yeah, I will note that Chief mentions that you know there it's going to be a slow day for them as a rescue team because the the bad weather means people will stay home and stay safe. No one does that. People always are like, I'm going to go drive to Walmart or whatever. And it's, you know, they end up overturned on the side of the road. But no, that's, I guess Griffin Rock truly is like no other place on earth. Yes. Yeah, but at least the Burt Reynolds guy should break out his SUV and go crash somewhere. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, So yeah, they're playing board games. I... It's, yeah, or at least he's I trying was, to. Everybody else. Oh. I was gonna say it's probably not any specific board games, just for trademark purposes. But on the other hand, this is a Hasbro property. Exactly. They you want own battleship? all the board games. Yes. Hey, I'm sure enjoying this game of Battleship, and would enjoy seeing the theatrical film based on it. Yes. Said nobody ever, as it turns no. out. No. Nobody.
and uh, at some point, uh, Heatwave has to uh, be. He has to move back like seven spaces, and he's very incensed. I earned those spaces. Yes. <laughs> and and then it also turns out that uh, Chase is, I think, a CB radio enthusiast. Yes. I don't know about enthusiasts, but he definitely uses the CB radio to go bother someone at the harbor. And uh, as long well, arm he's, of he's the enough law. enthusiast that he has a call sign. He's, he's yes. long arm. <laughs> yes. Which I guess fair. This is not the universe I- in which long arm was actually noted uh, Decepticon spy shockwave. Oh, that's right. Well, Chase is a little emotionless compared to the other guys. <laughs> oh, no. It just could oh, be a no. really long con that has gone bad. Well, no, my, my thought is that he's actually been communicating with uh, Strongarm via CB radio for months, and now he <gasps> realizes the other one's a robot. Yes! <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Yes. I love this. I love this idea. It's perfect. I forget where it happened in the episode, but somewhere after they're they're going to get the hiker or something with the windmills, and we see the rock on Griffin Rock. I have a note that says Cade farted. Well, he <laughs> there. It's uh, the ground starts rumbling, and uh, heat waves all. Oh, Cade, right. what did you eat? But it's actually an avalanche. <laughs> oh, well, yes, yes. It the avalanche. Okay. <laughs> and there's also a bit here where uh, Chase talks about the the law of the human named Murphy. Yes, <laughs> yeah, which just made me. Made me think of Robocop. <laughs> no, not that one. Well, yeah, but I mean, Chase is a robot cop. That's true. Is he oh, a yeah, Robert cop? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so everybody else is busy. Blades wants to play a computer games, so Cody, he's beaten them all. So he's going to take them to the Hall of Inspiration, where, the, where uh, Doc Green has built a new video game uh, via virtual reality. I'm and sure by which Doc I mean he has totally just we, built. I'm sure, Doc won't mind if we mess around with dangerous science unattended. It doesn't seem to be dangerous science because it's a holodeck, and when has that ever had a problem on a single episode <laughs> of Star Trek? It's not really a hollow deck. It's they're exactly more, a hollow deck. No, it is a hollow suite. They're built for one. Oh, okay. Gross. Yes. Um. So we've all seen we've all seen Deep Space Nine. Quark is going to have to come in and mop it out later. Uh, <laughs> not on this show. Nope. No, not on this show, but Not on this show. But it just, it, it just gave me flashbacks to, to Quark. No, th- this is this is very much a... Baseball uh, games. This is a next generation holodeck. We're just playing Sherlock Holmes and Robin Hood on this thing. Yes. Mm. Nothing untoward is happening. No. Well, but um, again... I mean, this is a Doc Green invention. It's a holodeck. Yes. Somebody's definitely... Yes, we- this is definitely going to result in, like, Professor Moriarty coming to life. <laughs> or he's going to end up dating some historical figure in there. Ah, uh, Jordy, stop. Yeah, no. Jordy. Jordy in the holodeck was not a great thing. Well, too bad, because uh, he's on the show. I yes. know! <laughs> Which is why me worried. Frankie's mom actually left him because of his holodeck addiction. <laughs> holodeck addiction. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, dear. I'm leaving you for Marie Curie. 
<laughs> well, wait, do we know where Frankie came from? Maybe she's a hard light construct. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I think we've seen her get sick or something. Yeah, we've, we've seen organic influences or yeah. something. But. We've seen signs that unlike Sari, she is in fact human. We've definitely seen her eat. Well, she could just be disintegrating it as it goes into her mouth. Well, I guess. Anyway, so yeah, they, they are, they are, they, and Cody really has to explain what virtual reality is. Cause I Which guess. Which seems, well, I, I guess for the concept of the show, that has to be explained to the, the young audience, but robot, I mean, VR should be normal on Cybertron. Interesting. We've seen right? it in Beast Wars, or Beast Machines. Yes, and interestingly, we saw it in um, an, a Bob Budiansky written issue of the Generation 1 comic, where it's called Real Vision. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah the, the one where Optimus Prime commits suicide because of video games. No, 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 no. That's a totally different one. There's another one? There's another one that is more like actual, like a holodeck type thing. There was? It's, it's part, it's one of the, that. it's one of the early underbase issues. Ah, where, oh, I, uh, um, I haven't reread those in a while. Right, where Optimus Prime like leads the trigger bots to uh, to see uh, Boltax. Oh, was no, wasn't that a flashback? No, no, no. It's real vision. I mean, it's it's a flashback to it, and it's depicting oh. events that happened. But it's so it's a holodeck for a movie flashback. Yes, vision. and it captured by the uh, the, the historical holodeck. Yes, and it's uh, it. Uh, all captured on cassette. <laughs> oh, right. Because it's, it's, uh, Rain Dance and Grand Slam. Yeah. Yes. That's a, that's a pretty good issue. Well, most of the Underbrace stuff was good. Yeah. Uh, I, I just forgot that, I thought that was told in flashback. I didn't realize it was, a, let's put the tape in and see what happened in the past. Yes. Well, and, and much, and actually, much like this, I think it's, it's Ratbat and Starscream who are going through it. And Ratbat has to keep telling Starscream, no, this happened millions of years ago. This is virtual reality. It's not real. Stop it, Starscream. Stop trying to kill Megatron in the past. You're not Megatron really in the past. Megatron can't hear you, and you can't kill him. <laughs> Can we just keep going with the issue? Oh, Starscream. But on the one hand, Starscream should be smarter than that. On the other hand, that is exactly Starscream. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway, it so is Optimus Prime. I know that was Soundwave, but what I'm saying is G1 Decepticons were not bright. <laughs> They're just very petty. So yeah, so we're we're going into Griffin Rock Element Quest, and it it they're using a lot of like eight bit sound effects and sort of chip tune oh, yeah. versions of classical music. It's very yeah. cute. It's really it. This I mean, I I do kind of wonder like. It's not a completely different style, so I'm wondering if they just took the existing animation assets and, like, ran them through a filter, or if they actually had to create a new set of assets. It's really adorable. The pixelation level of most of the stuff, like, in the foreground, is obviously just through a filter. But, like, the backgrounds, more, like, it's hard to describe how, like, a CRT, the effect of a CRT on graphics, the backgrounds are really neat. Yeah, that's that's why I and have the, a CRT. There's a, there's a clever bit where they they pixelate the usual symbol transitions. Hmm? Yes. Oh, the you know they they, yeah, they they pixelate the symbol transitions as well. Oh yeah, that was cute. 
I've I've been thinking about how uh, whenever occasionally on Twitter I'll see a pop see somebody like posting a comparison of pixel art as pixel art versus how it actually looks on the CRT. And I need to hold on to one of those for the next time I'm moving. And whoever is helping me moving complains about how heavy my CRT is. (laughs) (laughs) Be like, like, it looks so much better. Like, like, why don't you get rid of this? It's a million pounds. And I'll just pull out this comparison (laughs) shot. Yeah, and they'll be like, why are you like this? Like Chrono Trigger recently. It's like Chrono Trigger looks good in just normal pixelated on a modern TV, but it looks so much better on an old CRT. Just I saw one uh, with a Batman animated series game, and it was just like the difference was astonishing because it had this sort of checker patterning to give it a a certain shading, and yeah, it's, it's totally different. And that's why I have it. No, I'm not throwing it out. Thank you. <laughs> it's going in the U-Haul. Well, I'm sure there's there's something now that can synthesize it, at least, or emulate it on some systems. But I'm sure, you can. There's some like filtering that they can do, but but they do not do no. that here. But it is adorable. It's just it's very cute. Look up screenshots of it. It's very cute. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, we have this have- cat. Yes, th- uh, this is uh, yes. specifically character, character assist technology. Yes, who uh, very much looks like the Cheshire Cat. Yes, uh-huh. except like a friendly by, uh, educational game version of a Cheshire Cat, and not like yes, also has a pair Tim- of glasses. Yeah, not like a Tim Burton Cheshire Cat or anything. No, no, it's very friendly. No, this is definitely a like this is a good cat, and uh, it was voiced by uh, Nicole Dubik. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, it kind of looks like the 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 Disney Cheshire Cat crossed with oh the the what's the movie where it's inside someone's head? It's oh, like Inside most, Out. Yes, yeah, one of the characters in that I forget which. I was kind of thinking uh, Mr. Peabody. Uh, yeah. I could see that. Uh, for any members of our audience who are like sixty years old. <laughs> Or who have parents who are 60 years old but like well, there, cartoons. There was, there was a re- oh, that's right. There was a movie, there right? There was a CGI movie that I remember seeing a trailer for and then hearing nothing about it afterwards. I assume Steve it came Colbert out. in that? Somebody? Oh, I think I he's think in that. I think so. Maybe. I, re- I know I saw the trailer. It feels like five years ago. I saw it once and then I don't remember anything else about it. Uh, in fact, it did come out uh, five years ago. It's from 2014. Okay. Ha. And yes, Stephen Colbert is in it. Like six years ago, but yes. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Peabody played Seven? by the dad from Modern Family. Ooh. Sure. Uh, he's also the guy who plays Doc Sampson in that uh, Incredible Hulk movie. Mm-hmm. There was I need to with watch Edward that. Norton. I'm still hoping he's... I'm still hoping we're going to get, like, green-haired, roided-out, modern family dad just giving somebody therapy at some point. That would be pretty Actually, great. Actually, we're probably going to get a Doc Samson, although probably not until we get She-Hulk series. That's still coming out, isn't it? That's still coming out with uh, okay. Tatiana Maslany. Okay. Uh, she's from the, the girl from Orphan Black. Oh, yes. all right. Okay. Yes. Okay. Or if you've seen any, if you've seen that Ginger Snaps sequel, she's also in that. Yes, but I don't remember. It was a <laughs> while ago. Okay. No, I've seen it. 
Anyway, so yeah, uh, so the the cat uh, takes them through this. They've they've got to capture three flags: uh, fire, water, earth, and of course, heart. <laughs> no, there's no heart. Just water. Yeah, fire, so and so they earth. start on the water level. Uh, it it you know, really feels they don't like like a PSA, like an educational thing about video games as a concept for a little bit here. I've commented before on how Rescue Bots doesn't really feel as much like a preschool show as some preschool shows that are just, like, very much written as a child development thing. But I was starting to worry that this whole episode was just going to be, like, edutainment about, like... I think I've mentioned, I forget what brought it up, but I think I've mentioned how uh, the, the cyberpunk classic Snow Crash has like two pages dedicated to explaining collision detection, which is when you have two objects in a game, and if you can pass through them, there's no collision detection, and if you run into it and stop, there's collision detection. And uh, I, I was, I was feeling that here for a few minutes as we we're discussing like how video games work to Blades, which you would think if he's been playing a lot of games, he wouldn't need the basic level stuff. But I don't know. My nephews play lots of Minecraft. That's what I know about kids yeah. and video games. So yeah, we, so we get the gist of it here. You can't, uh, you can't, you can't actually die in the game. You just lose, but then you immediately respawn. So even though Cody is eaten by a shark. He quick. He immediately comes back. And Cat does show up and say that it, that he lost and needs to try again. So it's not like there are zero consequences, but I guess being told yes. that you lost and to try again is not sufficient yes. consequence for Cody to be deterred. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they you know they get power ups. They fight a a squid that is just hucking barrels at them. It's pretty cute. I mean, it's not like super cute, but it's definitely cute enough. Yeah. And then they, they hit its weak spot to inflict massive damage, and uh, <laughs> they they capture the flag. Just, they're just hucking barrels at them like Donkey Kong. And yes. also, at one point, uh, Blades gets a power up that is like a Mega Man blaster arm, but it's a hair dryer. Yeah, yes. he defeated Air Man. Yes, you got hair dryer. And anyway, unfortunately, they, back in the real world... After they defeat the squid is when we see the first, like, adorable pixel uh, scene change animation. Yes. Which is... It's great. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, outside, the snow has turned into thunder snow. Oh, yes. man. Thunder snow is exciting. Easily one of the most badass uh, named weather phenomenons. It's right up there with Frostquake. <laughs> yes. Or I, I, I guess they're they're not so much uh, like they sound like Decepticons who would show up. Yes, Thunder Snow uh, really should be a Decepticon. Yes, Thunder Snow <laughs> and his partner Frostquake. Yes. Oh that Skyquake man! And some other things. If, it, if uh, we keep going or, or, long enough, we'll get Sun Dog. Supercell. We need, <laughs> we need more. Ice-themed Transformers. We just do. Yes. Well, it's been a while since we've had any. Was was Snowcat the last? No, wait. There was no. There there was a snowmobile guy in um one of the movie yeah, in the, lines. In the movie line. There was yes. one. I think there was. And there's. Is there one? And uh, there's a power cork. 
Uh, there's a power core combiner guy. Oh, the little power core guy, yeah. I... And yes, I think there's somebody who's in the toy line for rescue bots, but not in the show. Hmm. Uh, plus, there's also a, a bot bot who turns into a pair of ski goggles. Yeah, that doesn't work out. Still, <laughs> yeah. Unless the rescue bot was really recent, it's been years since we've It has been quite some time. So, yeah, so lightning hits these power lines, and as everybody knows, lightning plus technology equals total disaster. Yes. Equals, like, just shouldn't they have a backup generator in the museum, guys? Well, it's not so much the power. It's more that um, now, if you die in the game, you die for real. For real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which is exactly what it says in my notes, in all caps. Uh, I, I kind of hate does... that they go there. And how do they how... know that? And how, like... Uh... How does this building not have proper lightning, like, proper lightning protection? Like, why is it not grounded properly? Uh, Probably because they 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 had Doc Green build it. Maybe he... Oh, man, I was thinking, like, maybe that's the thing, is he intentionally does that, so when lightning hits the building, he can see what, like wakes up and turns and, like, goes on a rampage. Well, he he has to measure how many gigawatts. Yes. Yes, that too. Well, well of course, he remembers, you know, the uh, the breakthrough that his colleagues uh, Newton Crosby and uh, Ben Jatuya made uh, in 1986 when their, uh, when their number five robot was uh, struck by lightning. <laughs> yes. Uh. He's trying to recreate those experiments just... It, with, like, no real specific, th- like, no one thing he's trying to do it with. So there's no one thing that's, yeah. like, up on a Frankenstein table. He just wants to see what, what it'll affect. There is a big red robot machine thing in the center of that room, and I kept waiting for it to go haywire, and it never does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's enough peril also, in this uh, episode as it well, is. yeah, but... I just want to point out that when I was a kid one time, and uh, we were not home at the time, uh, but lightning hit the house, and it just, like, knocked the phone off the wall and sent it across the kitchen. And uh, Ooh, but, that, but it did not actually much. wake up any of our appliances or anything fun like that. So so, so you're saying your, your microwave did not become sapient? Sadly, not that I was aware of, though I'm pretty sure my father was still using that microwave like 10 years later in his office, so it's entirely possible it brainwashed him into not throwing it out. Also, it was an old enough microwave that if you opened the door, it didn't automatically shut off, and apparently oh, no. at one point, someone in his office was just like, doot-dee-doo, and like borrowing his microwave and opened it and he was like don't do that (laughs) i don't think anything actually happened but he he got to freak out about it so uh so it's possible that it it was brainwashing him into not throwing it out well that's more involved in the lightning story i have which actually isn't even mine it's just my dad's when he was a kid lightning struck the house he was sitting in a chair and there was a dog in the chair with him and the shock, the dog never wanted to sit with him again. Aww. Like, poor poor thing. It was yeah. so scared. Anyway, but I 
hate that the peril in this episode is you die in the game, you die in real life. Like, if it had just been like, oh, we can unplug Cody, but we don't know what will happen if we unplug Chase. That would have been okay. Yeah, like... But no, it, it goes to the, we're going to kill the child if the power goes out. That's from the, from the is... classic 2006 movie, Stay Alive. And why did they not, if, if you're going to have a thing where someone's life depends on the power not going out, you really need to have some immediate failover backup generators. <laughs> holy crap, this is all so dangerous. Because as we, as we will learn shortly, there are trees outside that can fall on those power, they're above ground power lines. Why aren't they buried power lines? Oh, this is so dangerous. It's so... I mean, it's entirely possible that this is something that Doc had not cleared for public use yet. Well, there's so that degree, but that... still, like, there's just so many things that could and would and will and do go wrong. The, the the possible like the the appropriate safeguards hadn't been put in place yet. Also, it just seems like a very wild assumption to make that this thing is set up so that if the power goes out, whoever's in there will go brain dead. That's like we are jumping to some bold conclusions here. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's better to be safe than have a brain-dead youngest brother and dumb helicopter friend, but oh my god. Okay. I mean, it's, it's kind fine. of crazy that we're we're into the brain damage level of peril here. Yeah. Yes. Why would you design that without immediate backup power? Did you not see that episode of X-Files? Which was really <laughs> stupid. That was a long time ago. You've had time. You've had time to think these things through. So, meanwhile, Cody and Blades have to fight a dragon. Yes, we're in Dragon <laughs> Quest now. And and Blades much prefers... He much prefers the dragons on, they have on public television. Which is like, <laughs> yes. what? Apparently that is a reference to the show Dragon Tales, which oh. Nicole Dubik also wrote for. Okay. Uh, I, I was going to say, I it's was... like, what dragons are a public... Te- I haven't watched... PBS in so long. I definitely oh, assumed that it was a reference to some preschool show involving dragons that I had not seen because I do not generally yes. watch preschool shows unless they have Transformers in them. Mm. That was probably the only reference here that I did not get. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get more references. But the the, the dragon is very... A- Old dinosaur tail dragging looking kaiju. With wings. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little very, Godzilla, but with goofy little wings. Yeah. It's very chubby. It's a very cute chubby dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, there's a bunch of platform hopping, some power ups, they escape. And so that now they've got to get to the. Uh, they've got to finish the last one. And back in the real world, everybody's trying to get this fixed up. Uh, they can't get to Doc Green because he's on the mainland and all the phones are down. And yet their little uh, local communicators still work. It's like, okay, you got cell problems, so you can't call him, but you could call him with your little communicate. Like, you shouldn't have gone straight mi- to the communicators, guys. Those might work on, like, Cybertronian technology. 
Maybe, but it's like going to that right after saying, oh, I'm not getting a signal. Hmm, that's annoying. And so now they have to get up to, uh, they have to get up, we're back in the game, they have to finish, get the final element, which is uh, Earth. And that means going up uh, uh, Griffin Rock itself. Yes. Griffin Rock Mountain. And going through a gauntlet of boulders and trees and old, old video game jokes. Although I guess the first one isn't that old. Yeah, the first one is not that old because, indeed, uh, there are a bunch of trees that shoot arrows and Chase gets an arrow in the knee. And, you know, he yes. used to like video games, but then he took an arrow to the knee. Yes, which he, he admittedly... So, he delivers it been, so well, poor Blades. It would have been two years old when this came out, I think. Skyrim yeah, I mean, been it's around pr- a while. It's but not fairly recent. Yeah, it, it's, it's the most recent so, gag in the show. I think we're getting to, like... I feel like we're coming up to the 10-year anniversary, though. Also, I'm going to go oh, die God. now, because I'm just going to turn to dust and blow away. And then the power goes off. They have to, uh, you know, the bots have to fix it. Uh, at one point, Cat comes in and says that all your base are belong to us. Classic. <laughs> yes. A- ask, ask your parents, kids. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Move, Zig. <laughs> I I recently got this little uh, Game Boy esque device that uh, runs emulators, and I was just thinking that I really need to to get that game uh, and the Macross game about how we have sought a new machine for the fighting. Now it's time to scramble Valkyrie again. <laughs> so what what is Zero Wing? Is that like a top down one of those top down shooters? Uh, I thought it was a side scrolling shooter. A side scrolling shooter. Okay. I, I think I did play a bit of it, but it was so long ago. Apparently, like, according I to Wikipedia, after Wikipedia after it is indeed a horizontally scrolling shooter. Okay. Uh, someone pointed out a little while back that the all your base like video that the song was twenty years old, and uh, again, I immediately turned to dust and blew away. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're old. Uh. So anyway, they patch in a uh, heat wave to this with a uh, with a helmet, and he, you know, he's going in there assuming that uh, you know Chase is going to be totally useless and is cowering, but he's actually like kicking evil tree Blades. ass. <laughs> we keep calling Chase. We keep calling Blades Chase. Oh, bl- oh, Blades, yes. Blades, the good one, not the narc. Yes. I have just turned again. Why have I turned against Chase in this episode? I don't know. He's fine. He's not that much of a narc. He's kind of a narc. No. He, he's a good boy, though. <laughs> yeah, Heatwave is already coming here like it's Call of Duty. He's like, ready for this. And so, and so they, they, they get away from these trees. Now they have to fight the, uh, at the, at the top of Mount Griffin, the Rock Griffin of Griffin yes. Rock. Yes, the giant gray Griffin of Griffin Rock. Yes. Recently repainted from purple. <laughs> <laughs> and it is indeed, uh, Blades who saves the day and a winner is him. <laughs> yes. Cat shows up and declares that a winner is you. Aww. 
That is apparently from the Nintendo game Pro Wrestling. Yes. So that is an even oh. older reference than I, uh, than Zero Wing. I'm pretty sure that's popped up in a few other games. Uh, yeah, I guess the origin is the 1986 mm-hmm. Nintendo game. 1986. Or uh, Pro Wrestling. Hmm. Which I do not believe is actually licensed or anything. <laughs> Just generic pro wrestling. I-, I liked Blades taking an arrow to the knee. That was adorable. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of shocking that that joke was in here. And it did re- make me realize, oh wow, Skyrim is really old. Well, was it like eight? It's about eight or nine years at this point. I think I I spent an entire February playing it in 2013. So, <laughs> look, it was cold out. At I least, play, yeah, I did play like most of a winter playing it until I got stuck because they updated the patch and, and water didn't work anymore on the PS3. Three. <laughs> That's a very Bethesda thing. Like, it was fun. The game was fine unless I went in water, then it just would stop working. Oh. No, I just eventually, like, went and did, you know, I had to go, like, get a job. But, not get a job. Get get some freelance work. But, uh, I I still revisit it every now and then. I have it for the Switch. Uh, I was very disappointed that it never, apparently never got released for Mac, which astonishes me because I'm pretty sure it got released for like, my, my car's navigational UI and my, my watch and yeah, it seems to be on everything else, but not, not Mac. I'm sure there's some emulator. It's available on the (laughs) N-Gage. But, uh, but yeah, I still, like, just this past winter, I I had some some days when I had some time to kill in the middle of the night because of a weird work schedule, and I just ended up playing some more Skyrim. It's a good game. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're back at the firehouse, and, you know, Heatwave is, he's, he's turned his view around on Heat, on, uh, Blades, because he says, if Blade is afraid as often as he says, he may be the bravest of us all. <laughs> He is. He's very brave. Because Cody and, and needed Blade him. And Blade says that virtual reality is even more dangerous than real reality. Yeah. Yes. Wait, wait. Was was it a Tick episode where there was a spaceship powered by fear? Oh, that I remember it was some no. <gasps> You know uh, what it was? You know what it was? It was the freaking Legion of Superheroes cartoon, which I just got oh. on Blu-ray. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> was it? I just what got that this one? week. It's like the it's third. It's the the fourth episode. I think it's it's the third or fourth. No, I think the third one. I don't know. There's one very early that's just entire. Well, no, all of them are entirely brainy, being extremely gay at Clark, but. <laughs> But it's it's one of the early ones, and oh, I'm gonna stop because I it's it's a very good show. It was kneecapped by a lot of like executive goings on and shoveled onto kids WB and given lots of silly requirements. But Derek Wyatt worked on it, and it's a very good show. It is on Blu-ray now, thanks to Warner Archive. 
and I absolutely bought it because I had absolutely pirated it previously. (laughs) Well, saying a cartoon that was good but was kneecapped by the network, Decca describes so many shows from the past ten years. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Well, not but, that there are that many networks that run cartoons anymore, but still. Well, they decided they yeah, wanted so. to make, they wanted to have Legion be their next Teen Titans, but then they shoveled mm-hmm. it onto Kids WB at a time when Saturday morning cartoons were almost gone. Uh, so they yeah, like just words, barely, <laughs> yeah, just barely got a second season and it was, yeah. It, it was not. It was not handled well, but it was a very charming show, and I definitely recommend buying the Blu-ray set for like twenty-five bucks. Ooh, tempting. Now, for Hasbro, could we do you do that with your shows, like the one we're watching now? Yes, it Try would be nice. To, that I mean, I have. This is just sort of like third hand on Twitter, but I've heard that. Werner archive is might be going away, which is you know in favor Ooh. of Uh-oh. streaming, which is very very yeah, very fools. very bad. Buy GoBots while you can. Buy all of that stuff. Which makes me wonder what other shows do I want. Yeah, buy it while you can because that it may be a problem in the future. Uh, but but they did get out Legion of Superheroes. Such a good show. So gay. Brainy is so gay. Just this tiny, perfect gay robot kidnapping a boyfriend from the past. So good. <laughs> so yeah, that is that is pretty much the episode. Uh, you know, it's 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 an enjoyable enough one. It's it's uh, sort of inconsequential, although with a ton with a surprising amount of peril. Yes. Yeah. Peril so big. I mean, every now and then we get one that's this level of peril, but this is definitely a very unusually, not a uniquely high level of peril, but an unusually high level of peril. So I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Uh, This week on... Wait, I almost said QQ Sentai. This week on Gosei Sentai, <laughs> Die Ranger! The jewels have come! <gasps> Is it Sailor a, Moon now? <laughs> yes, it's a jewelry shopping episode. It's are, a montage. Are we going to run the jewels? Run the ju- <laughs> I, I've heard so much about that, but I've never listened to that. It starts with a stranger, like a character that I don't think... The, the Pink Ranger is accosted by this other woman who it seems like she's never met and hands her a brooch to put in her hair and it's like what you what you like chinese mythology too wait what why are you talking to me why are you giving me a gift so my brain is like oh this is one of the villains in disguise no <laughs> but villains yeah i know it, it, it's a very villainous thing it's like oh here's the thing here's so we can keep track on you or poison you or whatever the fuck but no Lipstick Songstress, the Monster of the Week, shows up. If this was Sailor Moon, it would absolutely be a villain. Handing out strange jewelry. Well, yeah, but the Lipstick Songstress really, really looks like a Sailor Moon villain. She really does. Down to the fact that that she's got tits (laughs) on on this monster. And is obsessed with her appearance. But anyway, she puts lipstick on this random woman that 
gave a brooch to Pink, and then that puts her to sleep, and then he ca- she captures her. It's very weird. And then suddenly, I think it's Beethoven's Ninth, the dun 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 dun, dun starts playing as the mooks attack, and and it's like. The beginning of the episode is like it's trying to be high art in a weird way because this, the songstress monster also blows up a statue of the thinker. Rodan's the thinker. <laughs> oh. Like, that's just in a park and she blows it up. You know, okay. where they keep it. <laughs> in a random park. Well, it's a famous enough one that there are lots of reproductions. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet but has still, to be a reproduction. But <laughs> still, blows it up after Beethoven's Ninth is played. In the, in the fighting, when the rangers show up, pink scars the, the lipstick songstress's face, and it's like, she scarred me, I must kill her, but runs away. Oh no, she gets so mad that she pulls out the bomb that makes herself bigger, and then, like, five minutes into the episode, like, we already have the giant monster stomping around. Yes! Because she's mad at the pink ranger. Red dragon? And then we have the drag... Yes, we have Red Dragon versus the monster, and it's sort of an even battle, which is kind of weird, because it's this sexy monster versus the dragon zord. Although I guess she does have a demonic choir, which is the women she stuck lipstick on just sing an evil song for her, which gives the rangers headaches. I was going to say, does it do anything, or is it just for an accompaniment? It's an accompaniment, but it also, like, they have to put their hands to their helmets. Ah, okay. Don't you have insulated helmets? They do guys? the, uh, like, they do the, the whole Generation 1 Autobots hearing Earth music and freaking out unreasonably thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, the fight ends up being a draw between the Monster of the Week and the Dragon Zord, and they're both knocked down, but, but the monster just vanishes away. While the dragon transforms back into the from the robot man to the dragon without going through the transformation steps. It's just a fade transform. And then it flies away. It's like, I've had enough. I'm tired. I need to go rest. I lost. I, I relate. I can relate. And then the rangers are lamenting back at their base. Like, oh, we lost. And the pink ranger takes it upon herself. It's like, no, because I transformed too late. It's my fault. And then the boys are like, Okay, yeah, sure, we're gonna go out and look for the monster. You stay here. No girls allowed. And, like, she even follows after the master. They're exiting the base. It's like, no, stay. Bad girl. It's like, what? Why? Why? Okay. But it does come around because, like, she's been having visions of five glowing balls and, and the dragon talking to her is some nonsense in a desert. Uh-huh. It's like, Okay, weird dream sequence in the nowhere. Oh, oh, and oh, I forget. Was it the green or blue? Encounters her while she's in the middle of the woods trying to practice chi by blowing up styrofoam rocks, scaring birds. And he says, Yay. "No, no, no! You shouldn't be doing this. Stop scaring the birds. You should smile more." Oof. What? Oh. Yeah, they pulled that bullshit. Ah. Uh, but anyway, the, the, these. Balls she's been dreaming about are the heavenly treasure Lily balls, not the dragon balls. There's only five of them, not seven. Aww. And and then like they have a fight again with with the songstress monster who is bound down to normal size again. Although it'd be fun if she was still giants tromping around. And then like the pink ranger starts glowing energy off her, and then the three 
leaderish bad guys are like, oh fuck, no, something bad's happening. Everybody beat it, leave. And they just leave, and then the Pink Ranger also vanishes because she's transported to China? What? How? And that's the end of the episode. The bad guys ran away, the Pink Ranger disappeared, and the other Rangers are like, what just happened? But we got some Red Dragon. You know, there was some Red Dragon fighting. There was a good monster fight in this episode. I, I, five minutes in. I, I do I do have a couple interesting notes on the American version of this. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, okay. Well, well apparently the uh, the lipstick monster, who is also clearly wearing like a thong and thigh-high boots, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, was renamed Lip Sinker, which is pretty, which is pretty clever. Yeah. Uh, and is voiced by Alex Borstein, uh, now better known for being on Mad TV, um, oh. The Marvelous Miss Maisel, and for voicing Lois Griffin on uh, Family oh, Guy. Really? Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, she's also Halle Berry's best friend in Catwoman. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh yeah, the the comedic best friend. Yeah. Well. Look, at least in that case, the comedic best friend wasn't also the black best friend. No, because then it would just be sort of weird it to be the comedic white best friend well she is the comedic I'm white best friend to a, to a black woman yes that's a nice twist <laughs> in what I have heard is an otherwise horrible movie oh it's real bad yeah. I have never actually watched it I know I've seen it I, I barely remember I smell either. a Patreon oh no <laughs> uh, I mean there are worse movies no 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 probably, no, no. But no. <laughs> Uh. Yeah, that's the episode. It just ends there again. Cliffhangery episode where it's not it's not in the normal order I'm used to of Sentai standards. I like that. That's not when the monster fight's supposed to happen. I can't just turn it on for the last five minutes, ten minutes of the show like I used to in high school. Well, presumably the the Power Rangers episode stayed with the formula. I would guess. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they usually did since they didn't use. Any of the ranger fight stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Just the Zords. And there's been barely any Zord fights, so this was probably in the first episode still. <laughs> Power <laughs> Rangers. Well, that season of Power Rangers. Was mm-hmm. it in the third season? I forget. You, this was the second season, I think. Yeah, yeah it was the oh. second season, and the third season is the one where they sort of, I think they split two sh- I think they crammed two shows into one season. Yeah, because they did the the Alien Rangers, which were the Ninja Rangers, and then they've got the Shogun the, the, Rangers. Well, that that's also the same show, right? Oh, it is. Okay, where they had the did they have the two sets of Zords? Like, yeah, in in uh, Kaku Ranger, the Ninja ones, they had two sets of robots. I think in Power Rangers they switched the order of the robots, though. Ah, uh, okay. Hmm. Like, it starts out, like, I think in Power Rangers, they start out with the animal-themed ones, and then go to the ones that look like a castle and become a samurai. In Japan, it's the other way around. I stopped I watching after Trini left. Yeah. Well, that was... that. Was, yes, that was uh, when yeah. uh, the three of them had to go to a peace conference that they never returned yes. from. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're hanging out with Russell's mom. If you read the recent comics, they have come back. Oh, hey. As different kinds of, like, Omega Rangers or something. Oh, some peace conference. So they did pay that wow. off. Wow. It's a pretty good peace conference. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, we're done. All right. So, uh, 
We'll be back next week with more Rescue Bots, but until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where also David and I have started doing the news pod again, so you can find that there uh, every couple weeks or so. Uh, But also... Semi-regularly. We have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is Iacon Underground, I'm sorry, patreon.com slash Iacon Underground. Uh, for last month, uh, because movies are still expensive and or difficult to get to, uh, we decided to watch an episode of the surprisingly good 90s Godzilla- Cat! Cat, calm down, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the cat who had been waiting patiently on my lap decided it was time to not be on my lap anymore. <laughs> There was a 90s adaptation of Cats? Yes. No. Wait. <laughs> the surprisingly good 90s adaptation of the Godzilla... Of the, the surprisingly... Not surprisingly. Actually very bad 90s Godzilla movie. Uh, an episode where he fights a giant monkey. Sort of. Yes. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, we haven't come up with what we're doing for May yet. Uh, I keep trying to make everybody watch David Lynch's Dune because I I love <laughs> David Lynch's Dune. Over the I spent well, the wait. pandemic becoming a person with strong opinions about Dune. Uh, so when is that movie supposed to come out? The new oh, one? I have I think Christmas, but I'm not sure. Really? Who last knows? I heard I thought it was gonna be in the summer, but oh, that was maybe not. Like, last I heard was like six months ago. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so yes, for as little as a dollar a month, uh you can listen on all of our monthly special episodes. They are pretty fun. Oh, and it is uh we uh, we split the difference. It is supposed to come out October the first. Oh, okay. I mean, I will definitely be fully vaccinated by then. I can't promise my town will still have a theater. I'm fully vaccinated as of now. It just hasn't kicked in yet. Hey. hey. You have to wait two weeks. Yeah, I know. I gotta wait another two weeks, but uh, tomorrow is probably gonna suck. Mm. At least my arm is gonna be Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, I'm not planning on doing shit but eating soup and staying in bed. <laughs> I've I've got off. mine on I've got mine on Monday and made sure that I had sufficient uh backup coverage at work for the rest of the week in case I needed a day or two off. And yeah, for shot number one, once it really kicked in, I was like impulse ordering pizzas because I didn't feel like doing anything else and yeah, well, my first shot wasn't that bad. I like I was fine, and then, like, was it before? Was it before or after dinner, I just took a long nap, and it's like, that was it. I was just extra sleepy. But that might have just been shit catching up to me. May not have been the shock. My my immune system has been well established as a drama queen, so I was not especially surprised. All right. So until next week, when we all become spellbound, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Wear your mask and wash your hands. I'm David.